Waho Groove and the lovely Just One Miss. We're the Oatmeal Conspiracy, and this is the show that answers the question, is it hype or is it hate? We're going to leave you now and hand it over to J-Ho and Groove. Take it away, boys. Here we go. Well, you you can still try to be funny. Uh, So here we are. This is episode 202 of Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we answer the question, what's the hype? Uh, I'm Jay Ho, and with me is Groove. Wait, you're Groove. (laughs) He can't. Uh, We just recorded a banger of an intro to the podcast, and I fucked up the recording, so it's not there. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it goes in the file with the the death episode as lost to the. Ether. It was a it was an in depth discussion of the hierarchy of grocery stores. Yeah, we were we did a whole some bit. of our so, what some of our best improvisational you know humor right there really good. Was, probably the only funny time we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, and we and it's lost. Um, yeah, if you could only have heard how we talked about IGA and Publix and Harris Teeter. Um, but go get your batch in so that Harris Teeter now. And uh, whatever that grocery store you said is up there that has it. Batch in barbecue sauce. Stop and shop. Stop and shop. Um, let's see here. Damn it. And then we were talking about, what else were we talking about? No, no, we're not going to sit here and talk about what we were talking about. We're not. All right. We're not. We're just going to move on with this episode. I'm really happy to see you. I'm grateful to, well, I don't know if I'm grateful. I'm just, (laughs) it's fine. It'll do. This'll do. Yeah. Well, we were discussing the fact that we usually take summers off and because we save everything for the podcast. We haven't actually spoken much at all this entire summer, and you're worried that we're not friends anymore, and I'm secretly hoping that we're not, but here we are recording. You know what I mean? <sighs> now I'm really self-conscious. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, am, I, have, I, have, I have felt bad that I haven't talked to you this summer, so, but that, you know. I know but we you, save it for the podcast. Do, and you've been super busy. I know you've been, re- you've been busier than me. You every time I look, I'm, I'm well, like, that's not really fair. If they asked me where you were, if they were like, oh, "We need to find him," I'd but where where's Groove? I'd be like, "I got, I'd look at some Grateful Dead shit. I don't know where he is. Where are they at?" Yeah, I just had somebody tell me, and this is if you're, I mean, I don't know, maybe only one or two people that listen to the podcast will have something to say about this, but somebody just told me that Jerry Garcia is not considered to be a technically proficient guitarist. I've got, I got to find the fucking quote. I, I got to find the quote. I've never heard that. Go on. I mean, are you talking about, is this a, are they quoting me? No. Are they, they using me as a source? No. Then maybe, maybe yes, but no, I've never heard that. I thought he was known to be proficient. I don't know. 
you can't be creative without being proficient. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He's not. He, he, it's a prerequisite. He ain't doing the 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 solos from Sublime or anything, you know. But. <laughs> oh God. He can't, I'm saying he can't play the guitar like a motherfucking riot, but I never heard that. Is it a guitarist or a, a musician said that? No. Or like a no, a fucking dude who didn't even know, like he he, he a dude that didn't know what help slip Frank was, who wears Grateful Dead t-shirts but doesn't know like. Help us on the way, Slipknot or, or Franklin's Towers. So, you know, I mean, it's kind of like, I think what irritated me was like his ignorance. Yeah. Uh, but also matched with his like, well, I know what I'm talking about. I've never heard this before. And therefore, yeah. you know, it's Con- like confident. I, I've never heard of Jerry or Trey being <clears throat> lauded for their guitar's technical ability. Really? I, all I said was. This is nonsense. I can't participate in this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never heard that. I mean, as a, as a certified Grateful Dead hater, I've not heard that uh, argument before. I mean. Is what made Jerry Garcia one of the greatest guitarists of all time? His technical ability as a guitarist? This is the question for guitarists in your life. What? Like that dog, that's not the fucking I, question. I, I ain't asking any guitarist that. That's not the question. That's not the I'm not gonna ask anybody that. Yeah. Well, didn't he play with like five, four fingers or something? Then he got a missing finger. Yeah, you know, that's gonna if you for every digit loss is like plus twenty on technical ability. Well, that's just dude's being ableist is what he's doing. Yeah. Oh you yeah, you're yeah, right. He is. Wonder oh. what? Go ahead, say it. Get is canceled. Go ahead. <laughs> I know a lot about the Grateful Dead for someone who does not like the Grateful Dead. Um, oh, the more you hate, the more you got to research. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I would say I don't like fish either, and I listened to a lot of fish that one year, so you know. Yeah, I'd sample in a jar. I'm a yeah farmhouse. Yeah. Sample, yeah. sample of jars awesome. bouncing around the room. Yeah. Bouncing around the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the songs Sweet. that are like four minutes long, not 25 minutes long. Yeah. De- Yo, Derek Trucks came out and played with yeah. Fish uh, this weekend, and they covered a TV on the radio song. Oh, shit. I bet you were just losing your yeah. mind. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like shaking people right. This is just for me. <laughs> Why don't you know this lyrics? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, it, it hurts so good because I was like offering that up. Yeah. For you to be like, oh cool, I have to check that out. And instead you just turn it, it into is. the sharpest fucking knife. That was Ooh, that felt good. Shit. Oh man. Back really... to, see, we have a we have a <laughs> skipped a beat. <laughs> yeah yeah i really wonder why you why you're concerned about whether or not i want to be friends with you. <laughs> you know scorpion gotta have his frog so uh so you, oh, let's talk about it you, you went to a bunch of grateful dead shows this summer right 
Uh, well, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I went to dead and company shows, That's which, what I you mean. know, I mean, That's depending what I mean. on who, you, yeah, 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 I, 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 I know, that, I, I know people would have a heart attack if I said that, but like, I, I'm, I only, I only went to three. Okay. I only went to three. I went to two in Chicago. They played two nights in a row. In we Chicago talked about that Ridley on the last Field. podcast, I think. I'm, I think I'm sure. Back. Yeah. Early in the summer. That was, that was beginning. Yeah, yeah. It was like spring. Yeah. And then I uh, went to Fenway. They played two nights at Fenway. I only got to go to one because I was out of town right before that. Mm. Um, I, I've seen Goose a couple more times this summer. Um, I was at the Newport Folk Festival. I went to Levitate Music Festival. Yeah. I tell you what, every time I go to a music festival that's not Newport, I'm like, yeah, Newport's the best festival mm. there is. I went to Newport Jazz for the first time this year. Is that a separate so festival? So, New- it's a separate festival run by the same people. So okay. the Newport Festival's foundation is a nonprofit, yeah. and they do folk on the first weekend, and then they leave all the tents and everything set up, and then they do jazz the next weekend. And uh, technically, Newport Jazz sells out too, but they didn't sell out Friday. They only sold out Saturday and Sunday. And um, the 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 comparison of those two crowds, yeah is really interesting um i look forward to going back to jazz i'll go to jazz based on who's headlining so this year j-rad was playing friday night and j-rad is joe russo is almost dead so it's a bunch of really good musicians who come together to form a cover band a grateful dead cover band and that was at the jazz um, festival that was at the jazz festival they were supposed to be playing with kamazi washington but he bailed I think he had some health things. So um, Branford Marsalis came out and played with them. and um, But they would have been at home there before anybody else was featured with them. Yeah. Their, their, their way of covering the dead is pretty jazzy. Okay. It's really jazzy. Yeah. They'll only, they'll only like maybe sing like one and a half verses of each song and they go so they're like they'll start out in space and then they'll eventually orbit a song and they'll come down and touch down on that song for maybe one and a half to two minutes and then they'll go right back out to space so it's not like one song to the next to the next with a jam in the middle it's more like this is all going to be one big jam and we're just going to touch down on these little planets of each song for a little bit in between. It's like little bits of themes from the songs and stuff and then back out. Um, it, it, that sounds yeah. like to me like, the, do you know who the bad plus is? No, um, they're, they're, they're not only a cover band, but they do a lot of covers of like, they've done like Nirvana covers <laughs> and uh, stuff like that. And they're, they're, they're heavy jazz. I mean, they're like, they're jazz, like, well, they're like, whatever you would call new jazz, you know, modern jazz. Yeah. But they do covers of Wilco songs and stuff like that. And it's sort of the same thing. Like some of them, they do do have a vocalist for a lot of it, but like some of it's not vocals and they'll do, um, you know, they, they do these long jams where it feels like it's falling apart at some point and then they bring it back in and it's like, Oh God, what the song's about to fall apart. And then they bring it back and I've, I've always really liked them. So it sounds kind of similar. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm usually in the mood to like when I go see live music, I really want to get so lost in the song that I don't remember what the song is and then come back to it. But anyway, um, what's cool? I I think that was most of the music. I mean, I I can't remember how many times I saw 
Goose, I, I know I have it written down here. I may as well look at it. You know what I'm saying? I saw them at Levitate at Newport. It's back. Um, hey, oh, and shit. Yeah, in, in Boston. I will tell you this. The coolest, I think, the coolest music experience of the summer for me. How about that? Yeah, sure. La, uh, there's this dive bar in Newport called the Newport Blues Cafe. Yeah. 300, maybe maybe 400 people. <clears throat> but like a third of them are up upstairs and there's this like hole in the ceiling that everybody leans over and looks down onto the stage from it feels about the size of my living room i'll put it that way yeah um last year so the newport festivals foundation will sponsor particular after shows as a fundraiser for the charity of the musician's choice Mm -hmm. and that's the way they do every like everybody that plays at Newport chooses a charity and a donation is made to that charity. Yeah. Right. So there's certain sponsors for these after shows alongside Newport Folk Fest, right? So like Faherty, the clothing brand is a big sponsor. So there's official after shows and, and they usually have on Friday night an official after show at this dive bar and um when we were going to chicago to go see dead company on thursday night try to get tickets to tyler childers in chicago and that shit was sold out and it was an arena maybe it was the salt shed either way it was like a couple thousand people and you know the shit was sold out and the after shows for newport got announced and one of them was called shadrach boggs Okay. And back in two, th- like the Chadrack Boggs was who was playing, okay. and it was a portrait of somebody, and the portrait, the face of the portrait was a spiral instead of a face. And um, word got out that he had he had did this little YouTube video like last year, 2021, where he was playing a, an A and R for a music label, and uh, like a he's in character, he's all dressed up in the, like a suit and big hair and everything is over the over the top kind of like country and r yeah and his name his name was shadrach boggs <laughs> and the, those of us that kind of like follow newport and pay attention to it we knew that sonora may was playing yeah and she, that's his wife she's playing newport and we're so okay so where's tyler yeah and um and eventually you know at least for a few people it got put together that Shadrach Boggs is, Oh shit, that's going to be Tyler. So uh, I got tickets to the, to the after show for Friday night. And so it was me and 300 people wow. with Tyler Childers in the food stamps. Yeah. And considering like, so he released that song in your love on a Thursday. And the next night was the night that we went to be him sing anything that song. Wow. And, um, and his band is just playing so damn well. They were really, they were really good. This was like the fourth or fifth time I've seen him play. <clears throat> I've seen him play, you know, at least every year since Purgatory came out. Yeah. And it was the best. It was the best version of him I've ever seen. Yeah. And then two days later, when Sonora May's playing her set, I'm standing in the kind of outside of the tent, a little bit back in the field, and I see Tyler's band. 
like yeah. three dudes like <clears throat> and I, the bassist the drummer and one of the guitar players and i go up to them and i and i tell them i was like you were like you know, ain't shit. you're like y'all ain't shit i was like listen up motherfuckers <laughs> you know yeah, go ahead. what did you say to <laughs> well i just you know i i I don't usually approach people like that or, or like really try to talk to them. Usually yeah. I'll spot them yeah, yeah. and I'll just like walk past them and I'll say, Hey, that was a great set. Thank you so much. Whatever. Yeah. But just not, never stop moving. Try to be cool. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Cause they don't, it's not even, I mean like they don't owe me anything. Yeah. Right? yeah and they're just hanging out. They, they don't owe me the time of day. They don't yeah. owe me the conversation, but I went up to them. I was like, look, I was like, I've been sucking y'all's dick ever since. <laughs> It's like pull them out right now. Yeah, they're like, oh, <laughs> this, like, this oh. large bearded guy. Um, so Shadrach Boggs is the alias for Tyler Childers. It was a it was a character that he played in one YouTube in one video, YouTube video. Two years ago. Music nerds were like, wow, it's we've cracked the code, Da Vinci Code. Yeah, it's him. Hell yeah. He just played here, I Hell think, yeah. in Wilmington, North Carolina, um, like yeah. two weeks ago or a week ago. Um, yeah. it sold out like you couldn't get tickets like it was immediately yeah it's nuts and so many people are like you know i mean i don't know how many so many people are yeah talking trash about his like politics but he's been consistent ever since the beginning and yeah i don't want to get into tyler children's politics whatever. No, let's, get into it. Music it. let's get into it uh fuck that <laughs> you gotta get into this podcast that's cool that's cool though i i, I don't know what I don't know what like the smallest venue with the best band I've ever seen is. I guess the Jawbreaker show is like the Jawbreaker show is like 500 people or something. That I, when I saw them, the one that was like big for them. So, it, <laughs> I mean, kind of is compared to like <laughs> in their past. Yeah, that would be a big show, but um, it was just, it was you know. It's probably. I I mean, yeah, I think that <clears throat> I'm always happy to be at the show no matter what the venue is yeah <clears throat> you know i just want to be in the room i don't have to be close yeah 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 but i was three people yeah away that's you know and like yeah that's a different I don't, experience it was, it, it's a different yeah it's just a different yeah. experience it's very memorable it's yeah. very nice it really really went well for my photo for my iphone photography um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I just held up. It just made it easier for me to hold up the camera the whole night. You know what I mean? I just, I just recorded the whole thing the for my too, YouTube so that page. it would have good light. Yeah, so, kept, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, I had a lot of space around me. Nobody was close to me. No, that's great. That's, that's, that's the dream. Yeah, a handful of times I've been up close like that in shows. Not, I've been close in bigger shows. But one time I saw you two, I was like 10 feet from the stage. Um, and then that's nuts. The downside for that was like, I went to see them after that and I was, we were up in regular ass seats and I was like, all right, well, what, when does the, when does the close up part start? You know, <laughs> it's kind yeah. of, ruin, kind yeah. of it can ruin your, your future experiences when you're like, well, I've seen this in the best possible. Like they played in my mm -hmm. living room and now I'm seeing them in a giant stadium, which is still fine, but it, it definitely changes like your, you know, when you've eaten that best meal of your life, everything else doesn't quite measure up to it, you know, in a way. But yeah, but it's I, all music, so it's fun. And you what? Well, so you got any? What you got any? One or two highlights of the summer? Is that embedded in the hype? Not hype. Hype still out. Um, God, what have I done this summer that 
I guess most of that stuff is in my hype. Um, I'll just say one yeah. of the things we went to. Uh, so there was a big, they did a big magic festival thing for Magic the Gathering. Uh, one of the stores in Chapel Hill called the Gathering Place. They did a big event for charity, and it was several different types of magic events together. And usually they used to call those Grand Prix back in the day and they would have like all kind and it'd be like a thousand people, two thousand people, sometimes like four thousand people. So they tried to do that on a little bit smaller scale and it was just a local store organizing it. And we were like, man, I don't know if they're going to get enough people to make this thing like worthwhile. It was for Extra Life, which is a video game charity for children's hospitals. Um, and uh, they were... Supporting Duke Children's Hospital, which does a lot of good work. And uh, we went to it and saw a tons of... My, now I have a bunch of friends from going to these regional events over the past two years since the pandemic, you know, since we got out of lockdown and stuff. And so I got to see, like, all those people that I really like and had a really great time just hanging out with people and playing Magic. And um, that was that was really fun. And that they did... they broke their goal for what they wanted to raise for charity for the weekend. So it wound up being really awesome. And I hope they do it every year because it's, it was a cool thing. It was in a, it was in the Durham convention center. Um, and we stayed right there in the hotel that's connected to it. So we just get to walk down to it every day and go play magic and talk to friends and stuff. And yeah, so that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was fun. How many people do you think were there? Uh, so I think that, across everything probably like 600 people 700 people something like that so more than we thought the main event was i think 250 people or something that we played in uh the guy that (laughs) i played in the main event did not do well the guy that beat me round one went on to beat another person from wilmington uh, a friend of mine and then won the whole tournament so (laughs) the guy that beat me won the whole tournament one that is a ten thousand dollar tournament and he won the whole thing so he shouted me out in the video he was like he was like yeah played against joey around one he's really nice from wilmington north carolina i was like nice i was like what don't tell don't ruin my reputation don't say that (laughs) um yeah so that was that was i don't know that was fun but yeah yeah and i did that and then you know we've just been being lazy and doing summer stuff and i you know it's hot outside so i try not to go outside too much um played played a couple well i'm not gonna say anything that i know you're doing right now because i don't know whether or not it's embedded or not so we'll we'll get into the question okay okay gotcha yeah 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 i dj'd some gigs this summer did some some gigs and uh couple and uh yeah just kind of chilled out all summer yeah al pacino and uh godfather three they pulled me back in yeah every time i try to get out um yeah not enough to say that i'm a dj anymore but i did some gigs just dj you hit me with uh with what uh, jay had texted me the other day and said do you remember this song and it's the song that kicked off the very first of my seasonal playlist from back in 2020. And yeah. the song's called, the song's by the pack and it's called Vans. Yeah. Got my Vans on, but they look like sneakers. They look like sneakers. That song, I played it at, uh, so I played at UNCW. I play for their, uh, the, the dining hall there is owned by a corporate or is run by a corporation and they hire me to do events at the college. 
And so they had some kind of back to school thing, and I played at that, and I played that song um, later in my set. Uh, it was just people milling around, and like I played, I could see people bobbing their head. The like some of the that song came out in like 2006, so it's it's old at this point. So I don't know if these kids had heard it before, but you know, it still holds up. That the bass line in it, it is awesome. It does that part where it goes whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. Bubba, 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 bubba. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> so, ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those songs that it, it was kind of like right when the, uh, there was like a, I don't know if you call it skateboard rap. Um, yeah. There's like Lupe Fiasco <clears throat> and, and, uh, I think Farrell even was into skateboarding at the time and it was like hot for the, for rappers to be skateboarding and stuff, you know. Farrell was a poser. Farrell dressed like he's like, hello, fellow kids. He was like the Steve Asimi meme with the skateboard. He's like, hello, fellow kids. I too am a kid. Yeah. Like you, can you do a kickflip? No, but I could do a pop shove it. Yeah. Look over there. I just did a kickflip. You missed it. Um, yeah, there was. Yeah, there, I forget I who else was involved in that whole. I guess the, the Odd Future crew was kind of in that time period too, and they were kind of in the skateboarding and the shit too. So, so yeah, all that. But that so. that song is is pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I try to hit when I'm playing out. I'm like, I, I've I knew that that song was significant to you in some way. I think you had played it for me the first time I ever heard it. Um, I believe that because I, I I just I mean I don't know man I just never fucking. I just love that song the first time I heard it. And yeah. every time I've heard it since I've loved that song. It's just really satisfying to me. Yeah. I don't even care. Like, I don't even need to, Oh, you love marshmallows. Great. I don't, but like, I'm going to celebrate your love of a marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, just let me have this fucking right between some graham cracker and chocolate. Yeah. This is my, this is my marshmallow. This has got my Vans on, but they a little voice like modulator on it. Yeah. The it's like auto tune on it, you know. It sounds super nasally. It's like this droning <clears throat> mantra of. Uh, Here's the thing. You know what else though? I don't like vans. I don't either. They they're uncomfortable to me, and I don't really like the way they look. So yeah, <laughs> they are they are the like vans are the modern family of sh- skate shoes. So explain they. When they first came out, everybody was like, oh, these are unique and different and special. And then almost immediately it was like, wait, no, this is the same as – no, this isn't special. This isn't good. This isn't unique. It presents as unique. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. and It's it's, fucking basic. Then it's like, what? How many seasons? There's 15 seasons of the show? What? It's still These on. These vans what? keep sticking around. They keep yeah. sticking around. But yeah. people still buying vans. People love vans. And I would argue they are almost as uncomfortable as Air Force Ones are. They have no soul. They're no, they're not, they're flat. I got arch. They have butt. no, they have no soul and they have no soul. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Really throw, there's going to yeah. be some people that are going to be upset. I bet. I bet Matt has a whole closet full of vans. So. No, I bet Matt. No, he doesn't. He doesn't wear them around look, you. He doesn't wear them around you. Look, 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 look. Matt is not above vans. Okay, he's okay. not better than that. Yeah, he just he's got some other shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's probably got monster shoes. I bet monster makes shoes. Monster energy shoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're all like bright lime green. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's just like mm. he's just like looking at his feet right now, crying. No, I know, I know who's gonna be upset, and it, and he, I don't think he listens to the podcast anymore, so it's okay. Who is that? Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, I, I was gonna say Kyle. I was gonna say Kyle, but Kyle. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Kyle's not wearing Vans as a statement, right? No. Kyle's just gonna look at you like a little bit upset, a little bit disappointed. Like, what's the matter? Why do you gotta hate on Vans, man? This is a perfectly fine shoe. It's just a shoe. Yeah. You know, it's a little hurt. But you just want to, just a little bit like disappointed that you would attack something. It's like, what? Why Vans of all things? Like, yeah. But he doesn't listen to the podcast anymore, so I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, it he doesn't was, matter. Doesn't matter. He was my favorite for a long time, and now he, dead. He got well. He's still my favorite, just like person. But yeah, right. he got promoted at work, you know. And sometimes when you get promoted at work, they you don't gotta, let they don't you let know, you listen to podcasts when you get promoted. People change, man. I would think people he'd have change. more time to listen to podcasts. I've seen how people in the middle management do. That's true. He's a he's a manager now. He's a yeah. he's a you know. Yeah. He's got his white white hard hat now instead of a yellow one. Does he really? Is that how they designate? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's gone, man. He's gone. He's gone. He's, you know, people, people change. He sold you know? out. He really sold out. Yeah. He sold out. People are yeah. saying Kyle sold out. That's like, that might be the people are, people are saying. That might be the name of the episode. People Kyle are saying sold Kyle out. sold out. <laughs> people are saying Kyle sold out. <laughs> episode two or two. <laughs> literally the nicest human being i know yeah it's true though i mean it's true like people change you know like kyle sold out yeah he did i tell you who hasn't sold out still still my still my ride or die shoulder surgery dan yo i saw him yesterday did you yeah he messages me about marvel snap every once in a while because he plays a lot of marvel snap (laughs) and idt and uh yeah he'll message me and be like do you see this card do you see this sir yeah, so I've had some good conversations with them. Um, you know, now that Kyle's fallen off, I have to have somebody out of the group to, yeah. to pull well, him to the side. Yeah, you know, now like, yeah. Yeah, now that Kyle's sold out. Now he's sold out, yeah. Yeah. You know who I was texting with the other day? Hey. Jake. Oh, yeah. I It's been a little while. Yeah. I've talked to Jake in the, the group chat a bit, but I haven't talked to him separately in a while, so... I'll see. I'll well, see. I mean, I yeah. Usually, you just you talk to somebody separately when you care about him as a person. Oh, so, like, okay. I get it why you haven't. But I love Jake. He's I understand. Like, you know, he's love hate there. You know, he, <laughs> you know, but like more love than hate. How was how was shoulder surgery, Dan? Morning. When you saw him, he came by the gym. Like he came and lifted yeah. yesterday. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, the. You know that the, you know the picture of Ken in the Barbie movie where he's wearing the the fur vest and the sunglasses, yeah, 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 yeah. the headband, and it says the absolute worst guy you know is going to dress like this for Halloween this year. <laughs> yeah, that's Jake's going to do that. I I sent it to Jake. I said, "Tell me this isn't you in 2002." <laughs> it is him. It is him. <laughs> uh, anyway, Dan's good, man. It was good to see him. It was kind of a, a delight, a surprise. Like he texted me the day before, you yeah. know, but he had, I hadn't seen him in a minute. He came in, lived, shifted some weight. It was real nice. Everybody's everybody's better when he's around. Yeah, yeah. He's got a good energy you know? to him. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. The little bit of time I've spent with him. Yeah, that's cool. 
Well, I can tell more because I spent more time with okay. them. Okay, well, you know, my time yeah. is more quality than sure. your time's been. So, uh, and he messages me outside well, of, uh, you know, outside you can of the group. Do, yeah. So like, no, you can talk that, about, that like, yours was more quality, yeah. but at a certain point, like, quantity does matter, you know, so. Oh, okay, well. I'm just, I'm just saying say he's, yeah. <clears throat> I'm just saying we've broken bread, like, countless <laughs> times, you know, yeah. offering a piece. All right, I guess you, yeah, you win. There you go. I do. Well, when it comes to Dan, yeah, yeah. or Jake or Matt or, or Kyle. Jake. I was thinking about everybody Jake. that listens. I was thinking about Jake the other day because famously Jake dressed as Pee Wee Herman for Halloween several years, I think, in a row. And he does look sure. like Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. He did a pretty damn yeah. good Pee Wee Herman costume. And uh, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, passed away a few weeks ago. And I was like, I wonder if Jake still got the costume, if it still fits. So. Yeah. What I wonder if Jake did have the costume, wouldn't that be something for him to dress up like Pee Wee that day? That day, and just be like, yeah. I guarantee yeah. you, Paul Rubens would have would have thought that was he funny. He would have loved that. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. yeah. like it's yeah. on it's on the nightly news, and Jake's just checking out of the grocery store dressed as. <laughs> yeah, it's not even really like what? just kind of like, what, what what what. This is what how do you mean? I, no, I'm not. How I'm not. I look. Yeah. So I'm on my way to. I lost my bike. <laughs> Going to find my bike. For my bike. Some are saying it's too soon. Local man dresses as Pee Wee Herman. Some are saying it's too soon. You can hear the news report now. I just think it's disrespectful that he'd come to the IGA dressed like that. Yeah. Damn, that would be such a good callback to earlier in the episode if we hadn't have fucked up the intro. I don't think there's a we. If I, yeah, you're right. It's all me. It's all me. You know, you could you could try some recording too if you wanted to. If you really wanted to, you could try I know, some recording. I realized okay. that I made that yeah. joke. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You realize what the implications that a, of that, that are. Was a, like a yeah. curved yeah. barrel in the gun. Yeah. You're just like, oh no, this means I might have to do something with the recording now. Yeah. Yeah. You know not to make. You know, know not to make them kind of jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Look, what, you want to get into I'll this record questions? an episode? If Kyle texts me and says I listen to the episode, then I'll record an episode and edit You'll it. You'll record an episode. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Yeah. You won't be invited. I'll just say it'll be a monologue, <laughs> but I'll do it. I'll just do it on my phone. Yeah. I have we ever done an episode where one of us wasn't there? We've never done one where there was like a guest filling yeah. in or anything. We just haven't done the show if we couldn't both be there. Yeah. Well, nah, there's always yeah. time for that. There's always time first. I'm gonna I'm gonna start writing short stories and poetry and just reading them into my phone. Yeah. And then just like pushing them to the RSS feed. <laughs> That's a, you should you should do that. Yeah. You know I have these battle beasts, these little figurines. They're like three inch figurines. Yeah, these yeah. Battle beasts. Sick. Yeah. Oh, that's an elephant. I'm gonna write. Yeah, I've got I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve battle beasts. I thought you gave those away in the scavenger hunt. Fuck no, I didn't give them away. They had to go find them in the woods and bring them back. Bring them back. Yeah, that's a collector's item. Those are collector's items. I had the fish. You got the fish one. You got the fish. He's like a piranha with purple. That's the only one I ever had. I think. I have the shark. Okay. Uh, yeah. What what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna write a short story from the perspective of each one of these battle beasts, and I'm gonna record it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> battle beast fan fiction. This is gonna be hot. Yeah. yeah. 
That's great. I bet it's a, I bet it's out. That's a gorilla. Oh wow, a gorilla's very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I had a piranha that that was in a purple suit. But I think he well, had like a wood on symbol eBay. on him or something. He had the wrong symbol. I'm like, he's got to have water on him, right? If he's a water one. They they gotta balance it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Gotta balance it. I don't know the whole lore behind it all. There's a um, there's a toy galaxy about them. You should watch that. It's pretty good. Really? Yeah, what is that on Netflix? No, it's a it's a YouTube channel. It's called Secret Galaxy now. It used to be called Toy Galaxy, but now it's called Secret Galaxy. If you look up Secret Galaxy, it might have been called Toy Galaxy then, so I don't know. Either Toy Galaxy or Secret Galaxy Battle Beasts. And they do the history of the line. They do it for all the toys. They also do it for like Saturday morning cartoons and things. Uh, so it's all pop culture stuff. Uh, you define it? Yeah, and it's got the whole yeah, background of where they got it from. I think it started in Japan, and then they brought it to America, and it talks about like the whole... You know the successes and failures of the line and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I really like that channel. There's some pretty interesting. Uh, if you're into like toys of that era, it's got some pretty cool, cool stuff on it. Honestly, I wasn't that deep into the toys of that era. I was into Battle Beast. Oh well, <laughs> you know what I mean. And Dino Riders, Dino yeah. Riders. I guarantee you did a Dino Ooh. Riders one too. Yeah, I had the Dino Riders VHS. I had one of the Dino Riders. I had the, the Pterodactyl. And he was pretty cool. No, I had the like the movie. Yeah, yeah. The movie. I didn't. Okay. I didn't have any of the. Yeah, the I didn't have any of the toys. I just had the movie. Yeah. I never watched the movie, but I had the pterodactyl. I always wanted the T. Dude, that movie was, was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. They they dropped the they dropped the the head control element onto their head, and then you watch the eyes turn red if they're yeah. bad. Or blue if they're good guys, you know, and it's like watching the T Rex's yeah. eyes turn red, and then it's like, some bad guys riding T Rex, how gangster is that, you know? <laughs> it is like God combining damn. things that like I like as a kid, yeah, and like now it's yeah. uh, robots and dinosaurs, <laughs> and yeah, and I'm villains. still in villains, yeah, and T Rexes, <laughs> and yeah, all that stuff. You sign me up for all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's your hype? Um, I ha- By the way, before we get started, was there some kind of big disc golf uh, thing this weekend that was streamed? Like a. Well, I mean, they're on tour right now. Okay. And today we're recording on Tuesday, and on Friday I'm driving up to Vermont. <laughs> it's the World Championships, but the World Championships will start on Wednesday. Okay. I'm just gonna catch the final three days of it. Um. They're so this year. I. The World Championships of Vermont, um, and then two weeks after that, I'll I'll go to the tournament that I usually go to, which is Maple Hill. Yeah, the MVP Open, which is like the Jesus. That means you're going to be here in two weeks. I'll be here. Yeah, it's I'm longer than that, isn't it? Three weeks, something like that. Yeah. No, dude. I think you're here. I think you're coming up tomorrow. Oh God, I better pack. Um, you're going to be here. So I think it's. the way you fly in the tenth or the eleventh? Yeah, yeah. I guess two weeks essentially. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. Time flies. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, now I have anxiety. Um. <laughs> Why? Yeah, just because I, you know, got to get ready and stuff. Um. You don't even really need to get ready. I got a washer and dryer. Just okay. fucking wear just the clothes show, that you have just and just bring it. Yeah. You probably got some. You know what I mean? Wear. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know about that, but yeah, you can, you can wash this bad shirt. Um, 
Yeah, so there was a, one of the Magic uh, personalities on Twitter said, this disc golf tournament, the announcers sound all sound like Jim Halpert from The Office. <laughs> so I, saw that. I mean, he's not wrong, but also like, fuck him. <laughs> it's all right. You can say it. That guy is kind of a shithead, so you can say that. The guys that, the guys that do the, the live commentary are really... Dry, like dry. Pretty much. Yeah. Actually, the guys that do the post... Nah, he's right. I hate him, but he, I hate that he's right. Fuck, hate he's fuck. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. I think they did the World Championships a few times in Augusta, Georgia, where I grew up, um, like a long time ago. I don't know if they still do it or not. But. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, it, cha- it, it travels now. It could be the national championships they did there, but I think they did the World no, Championships. The US, yeah. The USDGCs are always in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, so it must have been the World um, but, Championships they've done in. Yeah, Augusta has the, yeah, yeah. That's where the, that's where like the international disc golf, like headquarters is. Is, is it in Augusta? Augusta? Really? Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. They've had a disc golf course there a long time since I was in like high school. Yeah. I think I didn't know what it was. I never was like, what the fuck are they doing out there? This was way before I ever played. Um. So yeah. You know. Interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get to go. I, you know, t- watching it live is is so co- it's so cool. And plus, these courses up in Vermont, there's two courses that they're going to go back and forth on. I've been watching, <laughs> I've been watching people play these tournaments at these co- two courses for ten years. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I could go there and play the course without a map. Yeah. Because I know every hole, so to get to watch them in person is going to be really exciting. It's kind of like I liken it to somebody that's like a big baseball fan. It's like, yeah. oh, you're going yeah, to yeah. you're going to go watch a game at Wrigley, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to Smuggler's Notch, you know, and then I'm going to watch uh, see whether or not Paul McBeth wins his seventh World Championship. Wow. We'll see. Yeah, that's cool. I. I don't hope that he does, and I don't hope that he doesn't. I just want to. I just want people to play well. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so so what's your hype? I'm gonna go with my hype first. I think your your hype's gonna trump mine no matter what. Um, I I assume I know what your hype is. Um, <clears throat> my hype is uh that that tournament that I played in a couple weeks ago, the big tournament was really fun. I didn't do as well as I wanted to, but day two, day three. The third day tournament, I finished 29th out of 120 or something. Um, so it was fine. I didn't I didn't do well enough to cash. They paid down to top 16. Um, the, the the Saturday one, they paid down to 32. But it was okay. And then uh, this past weekend, I played in the Arena Open, uh, which is the online client for Magic, one of the online clients for Magic. And so... With that, it's a draft, and if you do well enough, you made day two. And so I qualified for day two. The prize for day two is two thousand bucks if you win, went out. Uh, anybody that finishes with a certain record gets two thousand bucks, or one thousand dollars, or five hundred bucks. And I went two and two in the first draft on day two, so fortunately that eliminated me. I made like thirty bucks or something um, in credit. But I was excited to like make day two because I usually. I usually get to my, you have to get seven wins without getting three losses. And my, I always in these things go six Oh, and then 
lose three and don't win. So this time <laughs> I got there. I went seven and two and uh, made yeah. it. And that sucks to be really close and not make it. And uh, I, I made it. So that that's kind of my hype. So. And also, uh, well, that's yeah, that's my hype. So, yeah. What's your, what's your And hype? also what? No, just, I've got some hype still out. But. Well, I got to see Imagine Dragons for the final. I've been chasing them. <laughs> it's not your You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everybody that listens to this podcast already knows this. But, yeah, I went over to Poland last week to compete in the Masters World Championships, and I won. I fucking won the World Championships for my age group and my weight class, you know, uh, to to add some context to it, I I did lose 20 pounds to make my weight class. I had been com- kind of creeping up heavier and heavier, thinking, oh, I'll go back to my weight class on the next competition. I don't need to on this yeah. one. And I got to where I was <clears throat> 119 kilos. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like, I got to lose. I got to be 109 if because yeah. of the world champion. Like, I kind of knew that it, it – the national championships, I was probably going to win no matter what weight class I was in. Yeah. And then I went to the Pan American Championships and felt the same way. I was like, there's nobody, you know, there's nobody that's going to beat me. But if you go to the world championships in Europe, which is to say that, like, uh, world championships in North America is, in my opinion, yeah. less competitive than the world championships in Europe. Um, it's more diverse. I was the only American, really, not only in my weight class, but in the weight class above me as well. Wow. Um, yeah. So the, the culture of weightlifting is just bigger over there. Yeah. And so there's more people that have done more. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it was, it was a good trip. Um, I have won three out of the four competitions that I'm trying to win in order to win the Grand Slam for the year. Um, oh, that's I, a thing? the fourth competition. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of that was the goal that I had quietly said to myself at the yeah. beginning of the year, which was like I want to try to win a Grand Slam. I'd I'd never tried to do that before. I knew that it all came down to the World Championships. Yeah, I never won uh, Worlds. I've gotten second twice. I've gotten third twice. Um, so this was a this was a big deal for me. Um, I've gotten back to the strength that I was at about two years ago, like right at the in like the peak of the pandemic was where I've strongest my entire life. Yeah, yeah. And I got um, <clears throat> the final training day, final heavy day before I went overseas. I came within three kilos of my lifetime best uh, for the total, and so. Yeah, I knew I was ready, and and I kind of like put down some demons about whether or not I was ever going to be able to get back to that kind of strength level. You know? Yeah, I remember you um, talking about that on the podcast that you you were not sure if you could your body could physically get back to being that strong again. So yeah, yeah. So it did. It cost a little bit. <laughs> it, it did cost Cutting that weight bit, probably wasn't fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you if you cut my body in half vertically, yeah. like my left side, on my left side, my elbow, my shoulder, my hip, my knee, and my ankle are all fucked. Yeah. My right side is perfectly fine, but my left side is fucked. So I'm going to take some time and just let my body heal a little bit. Um, but I've got another competition in November, and that'll be the fourth one. But um, I don't want to disrespect the competition or any of the other athletes, but it is the least competitive. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I imagine I'll 
I'll be able to, you know, win that one. And yeah, you get, get, can't, get let, can't let your guard down there. That's that's the one that gets you is the one you no, think of is course the most competitive set. Of course not. So if you win and, the well, and you know, to be honest with you, winning the Grand Slam is not as important to me as winning the World, world Championships. Yeah. Um, you, know? you have to win the fourth one to get the world, the Grand Slam. Yeah. Okay. That's so that's yeah. like a thing for like if you do the best in the season. Um, yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 There's probably going to be three to five other people that do it this year. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, but I mean, to talk about the trip, I, I'll tell you this. This is where some of the, like, I'm a, I appreciate being reminded that I'm more ignorant than I think I am as an American. Yeah. Krakow, Poland. Yeah. Never really been on my radar. Yeah. As a pl- place to go or yeah. visit or anything cool. I'll tell you what, it is just as cool as any other European city I've ever been to. Yeah. It was so, uh, it was, it was beautiful. It was easy to navigate. <clears throat> it was super, like, I mean, there was stuff that was, there's this big, it's like got the largest, um, town square in all of Europe and um, everything's cobblestone, you know, everything's old buildings, you know, gorgeous architecture, statues everywhere, super religious churches everywhere. I walked in front of this church that was in 1906, John Paul, Pope John Paul II's parents got married at it. (laughs) Wow. You know, and and in this town square or old Krakow, there's this uh, church that's got this steeple and this bugler plays every hour out of uh, in the four cardinal directions. So he'll play toward the north, south, east, west. And I heard this, you know, so I'm going to eat on the on this like piazza like every night. Yeah. And I hear this. I'm taking my time with dinner. It's kind of the only meal that I get to enjoy in the day, whatever. So it's like a two hour dinner every night. So I'm hearing this bugler over and over. <clears throat> I go and Google this. And the song is only five notes. Um, the melody is super simple. And they, they, the first time that it was written about was in like 1300. Wow. So they've been playing, they've been playing the same motherfucking song since 1300 motherfucking yeah. years. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's some shit that like, I I was like, well, we'll go over there. It'll be like I don't know, pierogies. Yeah, you know, yeah. The stereotype. No, it's uh, how how dare I <laughs> underestimate this like you know centuries long culture and this proud tradition of this country. And I, I was really grateful to get to experience some of it. And you forget that that's really what ha- like I think it was Mark Twain that said like the best cure for ignorance or the best cure for racism is for somebody to travel. You know, I mean, you just yeah. you go somewhere else. It's not your home, and you realize like everybody's different and everybody's the same. Yeah. You know, I, um, there were so many things where I was like, that's right. We're all the fucking, same. you know, so I'll get off my soapbox, but <clears throat> that was my hype. It was a great trip. I was there for a week. Um, I coached three other people that were on my team and one person that was on my coach's team. Yeah. And, um, 
one of the people that I coach got second place. Uh, somebody else got fourth place. Another person got sixth place. So everybody finished top 10. And then the person that I coached that wasn't mine, she got third. So wow. a couple medals and yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, but we must move on. That's uh, I, I saw that you were, I didn't even know you were going to Poland. I saw that you had posted a bunch of pictures. And I was like, that looks really cool. That also doesn't look like America and stupid me. I see Poland. I'm like, what? It's like Poland, Idaho or something. Like, no, mm-hmm. he's in Poland as Poland. Like, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I saw you won, and I I, th- I thought you had won a, the world championship before, but you'd won the national championship before. Um, but that's yeah. I, as someone, I have competed in the. I tried really hard to win uh, the surf kayak world championships. You know, I'm still involved in that. Um, I don't compete anymore, but I like I know what it is to win a world championship, and like I'm very happy for you because that's awesome and. I tell this to people all the time. They all say, former world champion. I'm like, no, you're not a former world champion. You get to be a world champion the rest of your life. You are a world champion. Like, you're not former world. I correct people all the time. Like, they're not former world champion. They're not the current one, but they're still a world champion. And that is, like, the thing that, like, you can go to the grocery store and run into somebody's grandma, and they'll be like, what do you do? I weight lift. Well, have you ever won anything? I, yeah, I'm a world champion. And they know what that is. <laughs> World champion and, and Olympics. That's the two things people know, you know? Yeah. Like, that is the big deal. So, congrats on that. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. I appreciate it. I, yeah. you know, I, um, this is how I know. I don't know. I mean, whatever. It's a podcast with a small audience, and I'm allowed to be vulnerable. Yeah. <clears throat> how I know, I, I'm more invested in being a coach than I am an athlete is last year. The woman that got second this year, she, she won the world championship last year. Yeah. And she won by one kilo and she had to, she had to do like, she had her best day. Yeah. And she won. And I was inconsolable. Yeah. I like, I was openly weeping. Yeah right as she hit that final way, you know, like I really, I really was, I was like, I was almost, I was almost embarrassed at just how much I lost my composure. And, um, and we walk into the back area and she turns to me and she's like, I know it's not that big of a deal for you because you've won this before, but it's a big deal for me. And I was like, I was like, Pam, I've never won a world championship. You know, it's like, you're it, you're the first one, you know? And, um, and then this year, I did have a lot of anticipation about it because to be honest, it was the first time that I set a goal that I wasn't sure I was going to be able to make. Yeah. Cause I had no reason to believe that I could win. I'd never won before. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, um, and I've been the type of person to try and avoid trying hard. If I'm, if I'm not sure I'm going to do well, because what if my best isn't good enough? And, um, but I'm older now and I'm a little bit more comfortable with the realization that my best is often not good enough. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, like, like worth is not attached to performance yeah. for me as much anymore. So I was still nervous to tell people that I wanted to try to win, but a couple people knew, you know, and the guy that I train with once a week, he's a two time world champion and, and he knew, Yeah. you know what I mean? And, and I went and, Right after I won, like, 
I, I'll be honest with you. I, I did, you know, you do three snatches, three clean and jerks, and I won on my first, on my openers. So my first snatch, my first clean and jerk, that was enough for me to win. But I wanted a certain, I wanted a certain weight on my third clean and jerk, but because I had to open so light so that I didn't, so I went ahead because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have forgiven myself. Like I usually open in the clean and jerk at, at like 160 kilos, which is like 352, right? Um, but I but I opened at 150, which is 330, and I jumped to 352, and then I jumped to 374 for my third one, and I missed that jerk. And I was more pissed that I missed that jerk than I was happy that I won the, the world championship. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and so, so you're in the zone, so you're like, fuck it, I need to do this thing. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But all in all, I, it'll settle in, you know, it'll sink in and I'll be the the problem. I'm going to go straight into my not the hype. OK, go for it. So we're recording on Tuesday. I, I flew back on Friday. I got in Friday night. I took the weekend off, you know, I, Saturday and Sunday. I, I stayed at home. I, one of my sisters came up from North Carolina and stayed with me for the weekend. Hey, hold on a second. Hold on a second. All right. Go for it. So I. <clears throat> you know, I had the weekend off, and I on Monday I worked from eight in the morning till nine at night. And my plan was to at least kind of like tongue in cheek, like wear my medal yeah. while I'm coaching for a little bit. You know, for the for the initial joke, and then I yeah. take it off. And, no big um, deal. No big deal. Yeah. Oh, this whole thing. Yeah. Oh, this? Were you? Did you? Oh, I forgot I had it on. I just never took it off. I this. Yeah. I was just some jewelry. Yeah. Um, but. I it's now Tuesday. I flew back on Friday. Yeah, I still I still don't have my luggage. Are you serious? So your medals yeah. in there? My medals in the luggage. Hopefully. Fuck. I hope that it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> what if What if I get my luggage back and the medals out of there? Then the people will be like, I don't know. Did you win? Yeah. They'll be like, Where's the, you, where's you, the you didn't win. Yeah. Photoshopped. <laughs> um. I coming back from Peru, the airline smashed the trophy that I got. I was given a trophy by the municipality there for organizing the event and stuff, and it was really nice of them. And they, they, it's dust. It's in a bag on my shelf. Uh, and I just like fuck the airlines. God damn it! Yeah. I really hope you get. I, I mean, the the connection in Amsterdam. So flew Krakow to Poland and then Poland to Boston or Krakow to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Boston. Had to sprint. Yeah. Between those two, and I knew the bag wasn't going to make it. I wasn't that upset about it. I got. We got to the like the baggage people in Boston. I was like, how long? You know, they were like, oh, 24 to 48 hours. When I was. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Hopefully I get it today. I would call know? them uh and see if they can give you an update on it. But I, I will tell you the good news is I they I have gotten my bag lost probably like ten times in my travels. Um like a, a more much more than most people. Uh I've only not gotten the bag back one time. And that time I watched as we flew away as the bag sat on the tarmac. I saw it just disappear into the distance. So I knew I wasn't getting that one back. Um so I they, mm-hmm. they will probably get it back to you. It's probably sitting in a I got I mean I got the I you know, with the app I, I'm get I got updates of like, oh it's been it's been oh, okay. put on this plane, it's been put on this plane, so you know. Tracking it, yeah. I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Whatever, it's just the bag at the end of the day. Clothes and equipment, 
Yeah, the, uh, world championship medal. It's all replaceable. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. What's your not the hype? My not the hype is uh, I so I I get this every year this time. It's like seasonal depression. I'm like I'm I'm often depressed, but this time of year it's, it's my seasonal depression, so it's festive. Um, <laughs> but I I don't know why it is because I really like this transition from summer to fall. Is like. Fall's my favorite time. I don't really get too upset about the time change. It it definitely is not my favorite thing about the whole thing, but um I but it's this way with any change in the season. I get this way for like two weeks where I'm like just really down. And so that's been that's been that. But that'll be fine. It'll the time will you know, they'll get cooler and I'll be really happy about that and you know. Yeah. I mean I for the first day yesterday I was able to kind of coach without sweating through my shirt completely. Yeah. And uh, I, I I tell you, I relate to you a lot on a lot of things. I do not relate to you on that right there because yeah. I'm, I cannot fucking wait to start dressing. Oh, I am too. But I, that's the thing is I'm excited about that too. It's just something about the physical change in a season that causes my brain to go, well, something sucks. Um, but then once it gets cool and I, I love the fall, I want to wear, you know, sweatshirts and stuff. And like, I hope it's, it's not been quite as hot a summer, I think, for us this year as I thought it would be. So I'm hoping this mm-hmm. fall is actually cool. But yeah, that's kind of my not the hype. What about you? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not the hype. Was losing the bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what about your hype still out? Um, this is a a fun little one. I I um I don't know where we left it with respect to the disc golf course. Um, but I, I, not, I don't know much about what any progress has been made or anything. So I, I go to the town, you know, a year ago and I'm like, I'd like to build a disc golf course. And they're like, that sounds interesting. Um, you need to get a wetlands survey done on your property. And then you, you need to apply for wetlands permission and then you also need to apply for a permit so there's two governing bodies in the town as it relates to what i'm trying to do one is the wetlands commission the other is the special planning and zoning committee yeah and uh i i should have kept my mouth shut a little bit more but i kind of operate under the uh i don't know if it's faith or just the assumption that like because my intentions are pure. Yeah. I don't really have anything to hide. Yeah. And so I told several of my neighbors what my intentions were. Yeah. And one of them got real anxious about it. Um, and, uh, my property touches at least two of his property lines, like North, South and East, West. And he's a avid hunter and he came over and, talked to me a couple times about his concern about a disc golf course going in and how he doesn't really want to have to alter his hunting and how he's concerned about if there's disc golfers on my property that in a buck of a lifetime walks into his backyard and if he shoots at that buck and misses that buck but hits a disc golfer like that's going to be a problem for me and what you know but yeah. what if you're on your property and he sees a giant buck and decides to shoot it and shoots you? Like, what's that? That argument holds no water. 
Like don't maybe don't You're shoot right. your guns towards my property. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. Or maybe just know that like if you're gonna pull the trigger, know what's behind the buck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um that's not also I I I I think you're right. I I yeah. don't particularly see it as my problem. I'm pretty yes. sure you're the it one that's is. pulling the trigger. Yeah. But this is the type of dude that he is, and he is um he's the type of dude that I don't think he's malicious. I think he just wants to try and protect yeah. himself as much as possible. And he says stuff like, well, you're not a hunter, so you don't really understand. And I'm trying to help you understand. Yeah, but you're not. A you know, everybody. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> look, you know, <laughs> he's like, you know, everybody out here hunts and you're the you're the one that doesn't get it. And like, we don't necessarily want that. <clears throat> and um, I was like, well, you know, he's like, you got to understand. I bought my property so that I could hunt it. And I said, yeah, well, you know, I guess by the same token, I bought my property so I could play disc golf. Yeah. You know? And yeah. um, I was like, look, man, I'm I'm willing to compromise, you know, yeah. during hunting season. If you want to take the weekdays, I'll take the weekends because he just retired. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of, you know, I do have a habit of trying to put myself in other people's shoes. And if I had just retired and I was an avid hunter yeah. and some dude wearing tie-dye t-shirts moved in next door and talked about building a disc golf course, I'd be... I would be real sensitive to that, yeah. you know, and his lack of like self-awareness as it relates to his ability to communicate his points shouldn't necessarily prevent him from being able to make his points to me. So I'm going to hear him, whether he's saying it in a kind of like a passive aggressive pedantic way or not. Yeah. Um, which is honestly really lucky for him, you know, like that I'm willing to give him the time of day. Cause anybody else could be like, yeah. well, Shut the fuck up, you know, stay on your side of the wall and like, there ain't going to be no problems, you know? Um, but anyway, so, so it takes me a year to get the wetland survey done and a whole lot of money. Yeah. And I finally got to the point where the survey's done and I put in the application to the town for the wetlands commission yeah. and for the planning and zoning commission. The Planning and Zoning Commission meets on the second Thursday of every month, and the Wetlands Commission meets on the fourth Wednesday of every month. Yeah. So I I go to the wetlands meeting, and it's like seven people. Yeah. And not a not a single one of them know what the fuck disc golf is, <laughs> you know. And uh and and so they have the right to legislate anything that comes within a hundred feet of the wetlands. And most of my, not most, but a lot of my property, especially parts of the property that I want to put the disc golf course on are close to that yeah. or beyond it. Yeah. And, um, so I got this beautiful presentation because I hired a civil engineer, like you need that. Right. So I hired the civil engineer to man, like get the survey done and get the plans together, put the application in. But I went to the meeting too to answer any questions about disc golf. Cause the guy was like, you should come with me, you know? Yeah. And they look at each other. Like I got fucking seven heads, you know? And, and the, and they took a spell, you know, they asked a couple questions and they're like, we got to do a site visit. I'm like, all right. So they come out. Yeah. Uh, two two weeks ago on a Wednesday night to go walk the property and look at the spots where I'm applying for the actual crossings. And they, they you know, of the seven people, only three of them showed up. And it turned out, like, I was really nervous about yeah. it, you know. And um, 
it was a good it was good it was yeah. fine and at the end of it they were they asked me a ton of questions i had answers for every question and, and it was clear that i mean at the end of it one of them said like we really appreciate you going about this the right way yeah you know it's it's pretty simple what you're doing you know it's like a it's like a hiking trail you know you build a little bridge for hikers whatever right yeah so but the big concern was the next night is the open hearing for the planning and zoning commission because what I'm applying for automatically triggers an open hearing. Yeah. So it can't be closed. It can't be just me and the commissioners. It has to be, I had to notify via mail every neighbor that touches oh my, my property and it went into the local newspaper. Yeah. And you were like, oh shit. So this I'm sitting, so, yeah. Oh man, I'm sitting at the I'm sitting at the Wetlands Commission meeting, and the lady that's like administrator for the town says to the civil engineer, she's like, his name's Dave too. She's like, hey Dave, can you get a PDF of the plans for the disc golf course for, to me because I'm getting phone calls every day asking about people wanting to see these plans because they're you know they're concerned. And here's what happened. So the neighbor that I talked to, that's the hunter that's upset about this. When I first talked to him, I was like, yeah, my dream is to build a disc golf course, build a couple cabins, build a little stage, have concerts, you know, have people yeah. come stay out here, whatever. But that wasn't what I was trying to do first, yeah. right? What I'm trying to do first yeah. is just build yeah, this disc golf course. So, so the, the lady is like, yeah, they're all calling, asking to see, asking to see the plans of the concert venue. <laughs> wow. And I was you're like, like, well, that's not well, what well, I mean, yeah. the guy that's a civil engineer is so flip about how simple this application is. He's like, oh, are you sure they don't want to see the, the plans for the maximum security prison that we're putting in? <laughs> I was like, dude, don't make jokes. This is my life. Yeah. You know, don't make yeah. jokes. But anyway, so I'm, two weeks ago, I'm, I'm on my little golf cart, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I go and I talk to – I meet one of my neighbors for the first time. I talked to another neighbor. Uh, I'm just like, I, I, well, I wasn't in the guy. I, I, I took some trash to the dump on my way back. I see people. I stop and I talk to them. Right. And yeah. then at the end of the day, I hear my other neighbor who's on the other side of me, who's a guy who I haven't talked to that much and is, has a big reputation in town for kind of being an asshole. Yeah. But I like him. Yeah. So I get on my golf cart. I drive over to his yard and I sit and talk to him for about 20 minutes. And in the in the process of that, I was like, yeah, we got that, you know, commission me. I'm sure you've got a. Yeah. He'll get a letter in the mail and he's like, Oh yeah, oh I know all about it. I was yeah. like, Oh really? He's like, Yeah. Todd came down and talked to me about it, and that's the hunter. Yeah. So this guy Todd is def he's gone around to all my yeah, neighbors to stir them up. To rally yeah. them, right? So here I am. It's Wednesday night. <laughs> the wetlands meeting went okay. You know, the the walk yeah, the yeah. property walk yeah. went okay. And and I've got one more hurdle, which is I have to go into this town hall with all these neighbors who yeah. have all lived here their entire fucking life. They're in their sixties, seventies. You know. Not in my backyard type of people, you know? Probably, and I'm full of anxiety. Also the same it. people that are like, Well, it's my property. They're probably the same kind of people that are like, it's my, well, it's my property, I can do what I want, but you can't do what you want. Well, that's, that's what one of my buddies was like, yeah. isn't this, aren't these people like, this is America? Yeah. Like, you, you know, like, aren't, you shouldn't want. you be yeah. allowed to yeah. do what you want? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I'm all riled up, yeah. you know. I've got this prepared Ooh. statement ready. Yeah. I've got my disc off bat, all of this stuff, and I'm just like, it's a sleepless night. Yeah. 
And I go to work the next morning, and I get a call from the civil engineer, and he's like, yeah, so my kids are sick, so we're going to have to postpone this oh, for a no, month. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I was, like, was going to get it all over with, you know? Yeah. So I guess it's... Uh, so the height is still out. So they didn't. Me so that meeting didn't happen. It, everybody was there, and they said we're going to postpone. Yeah. Wow. So those neighbors are going to be pissed. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but they're going to be pissed. It could be like continuing a court date to where it's like maybe it helps you in the end, where it's like maybe they maybe just kinda, like, yeah forget about it. A I mean, bit to be honest though, and... did to be real, like <clears throat> the the civil engineer is like. He's like, honestly, man, you really shouldn't worry about this too much. He's like, the worse your neighbors get, the more it helps you. Yeah. Because the town doesn't appreciate people being nasty. Yeah. You're within the regulations, you know, and and so long as you're within the regulations, whether your neighbors want it or not isn't as important as whether or not you're within the regulations. Yeah. He's like, by the time we have this meeting, and the wetlands has been approved. We got that email last week, you know, so... So it's likely that it'll be fine. And most of this year, I have been assuming like it'll be fine because yeah. this is exactly what the town wants. They don't want more apartments. They don't want more condos. They don't want more houses. Yeah. This is going to keep it as woods. You know what I'm saying? And like what? Maybe maybe 10 people on a Saturday are going to come play because yeah. it's so remote that yeah, it's not right. going to be like yeah. a huge course, you know. Um, but anyway, I think it might be the Thursday that you're up here. Oh, is that meeting? Well, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go to that, and I've got some things to say uh, that I'm going to prepare. So. <laughs> <laughs> you say anyway, this is America, uh, but I say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's my hype still out. Yeah, that's some hype still out for sure. That's like, man, I didn't even think you would have any. I'm just like, yeah, of course you're going to build a disc golf course on your property. Like it's huge. It's not gonna, and it, it, yeah. it, it, it. You're right. It's a way to preserve that woodlands and use it in a sustainable way. And if you ever didn't want the disc golf course anymore, it'd be pretty easy to rip everything out, right? I mean, yeah. Like you could, you could reset that back to woods pretty easy. You can't do that when you build apartments on a thing. So exactly, you know, exactly. It's like it's very low impact. It's just going to be people walking around the trails you already have, and uh, this and that. And, um, and what the town doesn't even yeah. know, and don't quote me on this, like don't hold me to it, although you wouldn't be able to, but I'm ninety nine percent sure that when I die I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make it a public park. Like yeah. I'm just gonna gift it to the town and like that that thing, that's my legacy. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like this public park that's a disc golf course that the town can benefit from now. Yeah. Yeah, they put up a plaque on there, like one of those historic on this locations where World, the, champ, uh, world well, champion, David Ether. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be contingent on them making a like a Rocky style bronze statue of me, <laughs> you know, holding up a, my my world championship medal in one hand and a yeah. disc in the yeah. other hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. What's your what's your height still I I sorry, that is just wild. Of like. Uh, I still, I need the right to accidentally shoot people that are on your property. Is like, <laughs> and if, if I do, then it's your fault is like, that is just, wow. That's some entitlement there that I don't it's understand. Audacity, yeah, that man. is a day. Audacious. I respect it on one level of just how audacious. Yeah. Is. You've it's got like, to, oh you've God. got to. 
Um, yeah, I was here first. Yeah, right. Just so well, that's about, where that comes from. Yeah, I want to know? play disc golf. Like I was I here first. Yeah, this motherfucker yeah. has a bait field. He has a bait field right along the property line. So he plants like corn and 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 throws apples out there yeah. for to attract the deer. Yeah. It's like it's. I mean, it's legal. Uh, apparently, I have been told it's legal in Connecticut to have bait fields. Yeah. But like, you, you, he's just he just has a tree stand right on the edge of the bait field, and he just sits up there and waits on them deer to come eat some food. Now, people, look, I'm not a hunter. I'm not a deer hunter. And people say that deer are a lot smarter. And even though there's a bait field, they understand that there's still predators around. Yeah. But, but good God. Like put him in a pit. This guy also, you know what? Fuck it. He goes on an annual trip to Oregon to hunt elk every year. He goes all over the fucking world to go hunting. They, you know, pheasants yeah. and what you know, whatever. Like, dog, yeah. you ain't gotta just hunt. Yeah, I mean, wow. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Just in case he so, catches this link. Yeah. Yeah, you know, listens to this episode. Right, yeah. i I there was a there's a sick part of me. You know how you like get into fights in the yeah. in the shower. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just yeah. you you play it out. Yeah. I have been playing out the fight with him yeah. for so long. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if this thing turns nasty, yeah. I'm gonna get shot. Maybe not this year, maybe not three years from now, but within ten years, your friend David is gonna get shot to death. I'm gonna die. And he's gonna say he was just hunting deer. Yeah, I there's you know? my wife watches a lot of true crime shows, and it's a lot of there's a lot of snapped episodes that are just like that. Like, yeah, they were things were fine until one day <laughs> the victim tried to build a picture, golf course. Picture this: yeah, sleepy town in eastern Connecticut. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. populated only by hunters, and yeah. then one day. Yeah, a tie-dye curly mustache moves into the neighborhood and starts playing disc golf. Yeah, yep. That's that. That's I'm gonna. That's it. That is. I mean, it is. Like, I I firmly believe that the odds of me dying by gunshot wound have risen like five hundred percent. Yeah, you're probably right. I that that. And that I mean. That's that's one way to go. You know what I'm saying? People talk about out here in these streets. It's yo, know, it's dangerous out here in these streets. You it know? is out there. I've seen the streets you live on. It's 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 a dangerous <laughs> area. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. What's your hype still out? Uh, I got two things. Number one is our trip. We're going up there to see you. We're going to go see Death Cab for Cutie and uh, Postal Service. And excited and, to see y'all and, oh, and, and goose and, and goose yeah and goose I'm getting yeah. the, the the bonus goose show on top of that um yeah I'm excited about it it's hype it's gonna be hype I've just got to put it in hype slot because it hasn't happened yet so um I'm excited yeah. I'll, I'll choose not to take that personal yeah yeah no well we'll see how it goes you know depends on what kind of mood you're in <laughs> um no I'm excited to go up there I'm excited to go up uh this I'm excited to go up this time of year this time because last time we went was last year in May so this is I'll get to see a different season hopefully um while I'm up there and I'm hoping it's gonna be cool and yeah I'm excited about that so that's that's my hype still out that's my hype still out that's gonna be hype my hype still out that I'm kind of leaning on the not hype part is uh, these writer strikes and actor strikes with movies and stuff and how that's gonna like what are movies gonna look like this year not it doesn't super impact my life but I do like movies a lot and uh, boy it's uh, are we gonna get a bunch of like AI written films this year that are gonna be trash you know um, 
it'll be interesting to see. It's a it's a weird time for for the movie industry, entertainment industry. They delayed Dune to next year, um, which I was yep. excited about that, and you know I'm bummed that I'm gonna have to wait to see that. And uh, yeah, I don't know what's gonna go on with this. <laughs> You remember the last writer strike? That's a lot of bad shit happened there. Heroes, awesome show. Writer strike happens. Boo, the worst thing ever. Lost, pretty good show. Writer strike happens. Oh boy, I wish I had not finished that. Um, yeah. So season two of Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yeah. It impacted Ooh, all that strike. stuff of that era. That like, yeah, it. Yeah, that was another one that just got hit hard. And man. Does it take Landry helping Tara bury a body? <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a there's a, a period where even though they they'll fix it, they'll they'll resolve this, but there will be a period where it has to like adjust and, and come back up. And as it does that, it yeah. will impact a lot of things negatively that I like a lot. Um Yeah. But I mean I'll Thank God succession is over. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I'm I'm sympathetic to the to the workers' cause in this. I understand that they have a reason for what they're doing and that the AI stuff is pretty fucked up, like what they want to do with it. Oh yeah, no, I like I don't I don't I don't blame the writers or or actors at all. Not even one bit. No, I'm not anti strike, but there is an impact on the things that I like and so I'm interested to see what happens with all that and uh you know it'll all You know that that um that the the TV show Suits got put back on Netflix and it set a record for most minutes streamed yeah, yeah. in its first month or whatever. It was like three billion minutes. Yeah, three billion minutes, and they paid out three thousand dollars in residuals That's to everyone involved in that mind show. Mind blowing! It's mind blowing! I get it. I get it. That's. Yeah, it's uh, that's yeah. fucked up. So, and I got you know friends down here. We have film industry in our town in Wilmington, and uh, I know some people that are impacted by this right now. They are not working, and you know I feel bad for them, but I hope it all works out. Yep. I don't know, but yeah, I need a I need a break. Okay. Okay. Be right back. Yep. Same. Thing. Yep. Here we go. Um. Cool. Uh, you ready to get into consuming? Yeah, I got a. Uh, oh, I wrote down Imogen Heap Tiny Desk. Hey. I mean, I got four things, so one of them. Now I got three. We talked about that in the, the deleted part of the podcast Imogen Heap Tiny Desk Concert. She oh, really? Yeah, that was in the part where we didn't, uh, it did not record. So, so you're saying, you were saying that Imogen Heap has the tiny desk where she's using uh, a glove to control. Like the effects. Two different gloves. One glove. One glove controls reverb. The other glove loops. Yeah. For her, so she builds hide and seek out of these gloves. It's it's fine. Yeah. It's not going to change your life, but it was a lot more interesting when we naturally segued from (laughs) one thing to another to another. So anyway, I I have a point on that though. I have. I have. She. So it, she did a the Apple version of Tiny Desk concerts back before I think Tiny Desk was a thing, like 12 years ago or something. I forget what they called it, in the studio or something. And she did a version of Just For Now. She didn't use gloves, but she used a sampler. And she did this version of Just For Now, which is her Christmas song that I really like a lot. And she built yeah. it with her loops and her like ums and ahs. And it's like, it's really impressive. Um I, the videos on YouTube somewhere you can you can find it, um, but it's it's pretty interesting. Well, I, Talks about the song and then she starts it and builds it up and builds it up and builds it up and 
Um, yeah, so. the, right before she goes into hide and seek, she like explains the gloves and yeah. she gives like examples. She'll like it. I think her explaining the gloves while using them was cooler than yeah. hide and seek than the performance. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she is. There's a lot of people, and it's so interesting to see like people that use people that kind of like are solo acts primarily that use loops yeah. as a, a way for them to construct a song are so diverse. Yeah. You know, like if you think about her, she's kind of like, she's in a, on the one hand, kind of like a, I don't know, female pop singer yeah. side, but also kind of like a, a little bit in the EDM yeah. side. Mm-hmm. And then you could think about like Fred again, who's this dude that just uses loops and, and a drum machine as good as I've ever seen it. You know, he's really impressive with it, but he's pretty hard into the EDM scene. But you could think about like Keller Williams, who's been yeah using loops, you know, by himself for a fucking long ass time, you know, and, and, yeah. and he's so far on the other end of the genre continuum. Um, it's just interesting. I mean, I was watching it and I was like, gosh, she's really like a lot of these artists are pretty singular in their ability and their approach and what interests them. And, and it allows for real time composition Yeah. in the same way that somebody, you know, there's no way to see somebody do that. Cause you can say, well, she's using these gloves and it's like kind of cheating, but it's not, it's not at all. It's, it's music created in the moment. And yeah. this loop pedal, you know, is her instrument. You yeah, know? it's a different type of instrument. It's it's not, yeah, it's not playing a piano or something. It's looping something yeah. to make another sound. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Post Malone just did a Tiny Desk recently, and it was actually really good. Uh, tiny Desk has been popping off lately. Yeah. The Gwar did a Tiny Desk. Uh, <laughs> that I mean, I I love the uh, Juvenile Tiny Desk. Yeah. That was a hell of a lot of fun. You know, there's yeah. been a lot of good Tiny Desk lately. Yeah, that's cool. What else have you been consuming? Um, the the there's two new albums that just came out this last week. Um, both from musicians that I really enjoy. His Golden Messenger has a new album out. And it's uh, it's more of his golden messenger. You either like his golden messenger, or you don't. Um, and then also, I mean, which is to say, like I could talk for fucking five hours about that album, but I'm not going to because yeah. everybody knows I love that band, right? Um, and then Ryan Bingham came out with an album, and it's different than what he has been doing, but it's also like you can understand the change from his previous albums into this album. It's a different sound. So he's a country, country Western musician who, do you remember that movie crazy heart? Yes. It won, yeah. it won the Academy award and the song from that movie won the Academy award. What's that guy's name? That um, Jeff Daniels, Jeff Bridges. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Da- Jeff, yeah. Yeah. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. So he's Jeff Bridges plays this like, beleaguered dying country musician who's you know at the, at the final stages of his life and trying to write one more album or whatever and and the song that he writes is actually a song that ryan bingham wrote and performed mm-hmm. and that's the song that won the academy award and now Ye- yellowstone is this really popular television show starring kevin costner well ryan bingham is a character on that show and he <laughs> gotcha. plays he plays some music on that show so that that show is kind of these days 
kind of jumped the shark a little bit and become right. a little bit of a parody of itself in that. But it's also a big launching pad for these kind of yeah. the show is very popular among boomers and um, a lot of people that are interstitial musically between like country that you hear on the radio versus country that people think is more authentic. Yeah. Um, Ryan Bingham, he can kind of go either way. He's more like, he's not going to be on the radio that often, um, because his songs are a lot more interesting and they're not just pop songs, camouflage his country songs, but he came on that show before that show recognized its own formula. Yeah. So now he's still on that show, but there's other musicians that are kind of coming on that show yeah. as a way to get their music more popular, yeah. but also as a way for that show to satisfy its own formula. It's, it's an interesting thing to see, but, but anyway, he, you know, he's got a pretty prolific discography. Um, and this most recent album just came out on Friday and I'm, I really like it, and I like the difference that it that it has versus the other stuff that he's played before. Um, it's a little bit darker. It's just a little bit um, more ethereal and like tonal in its in, in, in its you know melody and, and soundscape. But um, I've listened to it like three or four times now. I'm I'm actually surprised that I've listened to it as many times as I've listened to the His Gold Messenger album. Yeah. Um, I don't think that my fandom of MC Taylor or his golden messenger has fallen off at all. I just, it has become a little bit more proportional to the rest of the music that I listen to. And, um, so I would strongly recommend the Ryan Bingham album. Um, and if you like his golden messenger, you already know that he's got a new album out. You probably already like it. What is the Ryan Bingham album called? I don't even know. I'm, um, I'll pull it up. I've got one more thing to talk about. Um, sure. The Ryan Bingham album is called Watch Out for the Wolf. Watch Out for the Wolf. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, when I go to compete at the World Championships every year, the day before, I will sit still for as much of the day as possible. And during that day, I have a habit. I never, I didn't intentionally set out to do this, but I've done it five times now. So it's become a thing. I will watch. Traditionally it's been, I will watch like athletes doing their thing on YouTube. So the first year I was watching rock climbers do first descents on, on rock faces and like listening to them talk about it and just watching them do it. And then the next year it was high level mountain bikers going down these crazy runs and stuff like that. And it's really, I think it's just me trying to capture what it's like to enter a state of flow Yeah. and just watching other people enter a state of flow. It's been relaxing and, and calming to do this year. I stumbled backwards into this YouTube account called Drumio, like drums and cameo mixed together. Mm-hmm. And they, they have a, a series. They have a bunch of like what? cameo, like the band cameo. No, uh, you, are you thinking Chromio? No, there's a cam. There's a band called Cameo. No, no, like funk, no. It's like I, a funk band from the eighties or something. Yeah. Well, uh, this this one series that they have will make sense. So what they do is they get these like super high level drummers that are yeah kind of big time in their own genre, and um, so they got one. They got like the the drummer from Megadeth. Yeah. And they they played. 
the killer's Mr. Brightside for him without any drum track in it. And they played it through once. And then the next time they played it through, he tracked a drum oh, wow. uh, track yeah. on it. Yeah. And then they, they, you know, they, 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 as they're playing it for him, they're like, you know, he's talking about it. He's doing active listening, whatever. And then they talk about the song, you know, have you heard the song? No, you know, whatever. And then they go and they play it. And then afterwards they do kind of a debrief about it. And they've got this like super hardcore jazz drummer that played on Black Sabbath uh, or no, um, Metallica's Inner Sandman. And, um, Another guy, this funk drummer, played a Tool song, and uh, another jazz drummer played a Sleep Token song. I don't know if you're familiar with Sleep Token, but I think you should check out Sleep Token. You know Sleep Token? Yeah, uh, Yeah, Kevin, our friend of the show, Kevin, uh, is super into them, so he's gotten me listening to them some, so... Yeah, Yeah, they're They're good. good. Like, I don't like heavy metal, but they're a good band. Yeah. so anyway, I just like watched this whole series of these these drummers just like listening to a song for the first time and then like trying to figure out how to play it. They had Phil Collins' son do uh, Whiplash, which is like one of the hardest jazz drum oh, songs. Yeah, <laughs> that's that that movie Whiplash. Like that's that, that song. song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Double time. Um, His son played, so played just, drums for uh, Genesis on their last tour, I think. Cause yeah, he, he, he wasn't did. able to play drums because he's he's in such bad health. But yeah, yeah, but his yeah. son is great. Yeah, his son, yeah. he's got to be like mid twenties. Yeah. He was just like a super humble dude, and he yeah. he name dropped the jazz drummer that had played uh, Inner Sandman. He's like, look, I'm not Larnell Lewis, you <laughs> yeah. know. <laughs> That's cool. I have to check that out. Like um, that, yeah. yeah, it's just a it's it's a. I don't know the first thing about playing drums. And I watched every single video, and I was riveted. You know, I was really into it. Travis Barker used to do a similar thing, like, probably 10 years ago now, back when he was somewhat palatable. Now I find him just insufferable. But um, he would do some of that where he would, like, play, you know, play to a song live like that and interpret it. But um, it sounds like they've, like, made that into a, a formula, and that sounds pretty interesting. That was like yeah, a hot they, thing they, on YouTube for a little while. Was well, they they have that, a different so. series. Yeah, they have a different series. It's like the genius of yeah, where they go through kind of like the 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 notable elements of a certain person's style. And Travis Barker is one of the people that they profile on that. Yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, what about you? There's a reason he gets picked to be on all kind of different genres of stuff. I mean, whatever. He's kind of a douchebag, but he's a pretty good drummer. Yeah. Um. My so consuming some things. My wife, you know, Jackie, she likes to do the themes. She likes themes. We're doing action August. I don't really like action movies very much historically, um, but we've been watching a lot of the famous '80s and '90s, uh, 2000s action movies. True Lies, uh, Speed, both of those were pretty good. We watched Con Air, which is one of her favorite movies, and I think that movie's garbage. It's garbage in an endearing yeah. way. Uh, that's like kind of fun, but also I think it's trash. Uh, also we watched, uh, they live and I had a nice conversation with Jackie and Bill about they live and Bill gave us his his thoughts on the movie. And, um, you know, we got the, got that, 
going Bill on. Bill texted a couple times while we while I was overseas, but because you have you don't have an iPhone, I like couldn't. I didn't want to text back because I didn't want to pay a bunch of money for international text <laughs> messaging. Yeah, right. So I felt bad. I, I I I was like, oh, I can't respond to these like really considered jokes that he's sending because yeah. you know. Oh whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah he responded to us uh, with some good jokes. Um, I get that though. The, the international phone fees are rough. Um, so we've been doing that and that's been okay. Uh, we watched, uh, the fugitive, which was, is a fantastic movie. Um, and, uh, it's really great. Uh, face off was, Oh boy, that movie's bad. I'd never seen some of these movies. Uh, cause I don't like, I hate movies. to see it go, but I love to watch it leave. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Cage being chewing the scenery is the best thing in the movie. And the movie falls apart when they switch roles, and I'm like, no, I want to see more of Nicolas Cage being that guy instead of being John Travolta. Um, also, not much action in that action movie. It is a lot of talking and explaining what they're going to do and what's going to happen. Um, so that's kind of weird. We still got some movies left. Um, and then uh, on the same kind of tip, uh, I, one of our best friends, we're, we're friends with a couple and we go do a couple things together sometimes. And one of the things we did a few years ago was go see the Meg, the crazy Jason Statham shark movie, which actually yeah. was totally was ridiculous in a way that's like Con I are fun. Totally stupid. The stupidest shit you've ever seen in your life. But going to the movie theater, seeing the stupid shit on the big screen was fun. I hadn't been in the movies in a while. So the Meg 2 came out and we were trying to work around our schedules, try to get it worked out. And then Lopo uh, of the Grotto messaged the Grotto group and said, oh, it's a $4 movie day tomorrow. Uh, the movie theaters are doing this $4 thing. It's like National Movie Day or something. So we went with our friend to see The Meg 2. And it was, sadly, it was a better movie than The Meg 1. It wasn't as stupid until the last 30 minutes of it is totally just the dumbest shit ever. But, uh, and we also accidentally, so we went to the good theater in town and there was, everybody came out of the woodwork to come to the cheap movie day. So there were no seats left for the Meg 2. So we quickly drove to the worst movie theater in town. They don't even have the si- the little signs over the doors to tell you what movies and what thing. You just got to count. They don't have it there. They're, this movie theater has given up. They've given up. Uh, we came inside and it was just covered in popcorn on the floor. No, no attempt to clean it up or anything. And then we, they start the movie and they're like, "Now put on your 3D glasses." And we were like, "Uh, they didn't give us any 3D glasses. We didn't know this was 3D." Uh, so we went and, and, and Veda ran to the desk and got the 3D glasses for us and come back and the first five minutes of the film even with the 3d glasses on was not in 3d it was still in the blurry two picture thing and we were like what is going on and then at some point in time it just like snapped together and was in 3d which is also fitting because 3d is dumb and i hate it and yeah if i'm gonna watch the stupidest movie ever on a terrible screen might as well be in 3d as well yeah yeah you would think a movie with giant sharks and octopus and tentacles and stuff would be like, oh, this, this they did some stuff. Oh, whoa, yeah, it's coming out. Of- <laughs> nah, it was mostly like the titles look cool because they were floating on top of the screen. That was about it. Like, uh, it wasn't. There wasn't a lot of like. There wasn't a lot of giant sharks in that giant shark movie. I'll say that. Um, I, I, just the one. It was just a side. Well, no, there's more. They got more of them now. They, well, they know, got they, more. That was like a whole side plot that they were like, "Oh yeah, we got to show the giant sharks a little bit." Uh, let's get back to this uh, international espionage shit. Um, 
yeah, so we saw that, and uh, yeah, that was that was an experience. I had been in the theater in a while. I love going to the movies, I really do, and I don't go nearly enough anymore. And um, yeah, it was nice. So, so I I flew over the ocean. Yeah, you watched the movie Speaking on your flight. Yeah, yeah, I watched a couple movies. The, on the way over there, I watched a movie I haven't watched in fucking twenty years. Pulp Fiction. Hey, yeah. Hold the I I, I mean the, I I could not believe how much I chuckled. It's funny. That movie's, that movie's so funny. much funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's also like it's also a little bit of like I could tell that he was Quentin Tarantino was like a lot younger yeah. while he was writing it. You know, it's not. It's a lot less mature, even though it's still very groundbreaking and visionary at a, of, for its time. Um, on the way back, oh damn it. I watched um, <laughs> at the very end of the flight when I was just like scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I watched, <laughs> I watched Seventeen again, oh. starring Zac Efron and Matthew Perry. Yeah, wow. And Leslie Jones. Turns out Judd Apatow's wife, Leslie Jones, she's the wife. Really, I didn't know in that, that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that movie was as satisfying as I expected it to be. <laughs> Those are the two, you know. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm watching Seventeen again. Let's go. <laughs> That's a nice comfort food there. I I tell you what, I I did the we uh I held up three fingers like this the other day to like say how many rounds uh -huh. we were gonna do. And uh, I'm uh -huh. holding, I'm holding my three, it's my three outer fingers, not my, th not my thumb and whatever's like this. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the at home and they're gonna, they're gonna love this bit. Uh, yeah, we were at the magic thing and they were like, how many rounds is it left? And I hold up three, and then somebody immediately made the. Um, the Inglorious Bastards reference of like, oh, a German hold up holds up this many, the, the other yeah. fingers or whatever. You held up yeah. this, and it, they said a quote from it. I was like, oh man, that's awesome. I love that movie. Yeah, I love Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I know it's he's fallen out of fashion a little bit. He's a little problematic to a lot of people now, but damn, I love his movies. Like, there was a time in my life where I didn't know if he was the real deal. Like when Pulp Fiction came out and everybody was just, and Reservoir Dogs, you know, everybody was like, well, I saw Pulp Fiction, so now I've rented Reservoir Dogs on VHS, and so now I know everything about the movies, and no one can tell me anything. It was, uh, I was in film school at the time, and it was insufferable, you know? And so then, but then as I've gone along, I've been like, damn, I just love watching his movies, and here's some of the few movies I can watch over and over again. Like, I could watch Inglorious Bastards every single day of my life. I could do that. Yeah, and there's not many movies that I would like to rewatch like that. So, I think that's the movie. I mean, that's it's four scenes. That movie's four scenes. Yeah, you know, it is. and and then it's over. And yeah, anyway, whatever. Yeah, anyway, that, um, that's good stuff. Yeah. So I got a couple questions for you for Action August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna watch Snake Eyes? No, that's a good one though. Uh, I we, we will do no, this again. Not. We will do well. It, that is requirement for being on the list is it, it's horrible um we will watch that we'll add that to the list for next year i'm sure so yeah um that's uh that's 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 in that same vein that's when you know nick cage was yeah a, he it, it goes one it goes either way sometimes that, it works sometimes that, it doesn't. Op that opening scene of snake eyes is one continuous shot for like 11 minutes though yeah. and uh i mean really i'm a sucker for, for that kind of thing yeah we did rewatch Mission Impossible the other night, the first one. Uh, yeah, I remember that movie being 
pretty good. Yeah. Whew, that movie doesn't really hold up. Um, I disagree. I have you seen it recently? Yeah, I watched it I, like two months ago. It's. I think the plot's a little too complicated, but that's that's not a, a huge critique. The the him uh, zip lining down into the room on the yeah. wire and stuff. That scene is badass and awesome. Like that works. All yeah. the stuff that's not CGI in that movie is pretty damn good. And then they have the finale with the the chase through the tunnel with the helicopter. And that CGI is so. It was. I told Jackie. I said they showed this shit on the Oscars. Like this was like proof that we had arrived in the new era of special effects. And those effects are so bad and take me out of it so bad. Also, John Voight act, Voight's acting is garbage in that movie. So bad. Um, they stamped it, didn't they? Those damn Gideons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> the Drake Hotel, Chicago. Oh, you got me with the yeah. That's that's the big plot twist. Spoiler alert. Um, I, I'm not saying it's terrible. I just don't think it held up to the standards that I had held it to before. I, I felt well. So, if you're trying to watch really bad action movies from that era, you need to go to the John Woo Mission Impossible Three. I, um, the that every 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 action sequence in that yeah. movie is a dance sequence. I remember liking that movie. It would that was one of the movies of the summer of that 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 summer camp for us. We saw that. I think it came out right before we went to camp, and we saw that. I, I didn't see it with you, I don't think, but I saw. We, no, I don't think you and I have were friends yet there. No, we were Well, we're not friends now. So. Well, okay. Well, that's up to you. Um, there was a guy <laughs> at camp that like told us. He, there was a guy that worked there. I can't remember which guy he was, but you would remember who it is. Uh, I can't. I think he worked at the rifle range or something. And he told us, "Yeah, I got that motorcycle from Mission Impossible Three. I own that motorcycle. It, I just didn't bring it with me here, you know, but I own it." Oh God, I remember that guy. You know what I'm talking about? He was like blonde, yeah. glasses. Like he's probably yeah. on a watch list somewhere. He's probably been making bombs or something. Um, he's like, "Yeah, I got, you know, I own that. I own that motorcycle." And we were like, "No, you don't." You don't, you don't, we straight up were like, you don't own that. He's like, yeah, I do. I own it. i you know, it's, you know, it's, it's in storage. I can't show it to you. Cause I it's all about that. Yeah. That's what he did. It's the yeah. famous stunt on the motorcycle where he like gets up on the front wheel and spins it around and shoots and stuff. And it's very yeah. John Woo. That's, I mean, I was expecting more out of face off cause I like John Woo's stuff. Like the killer is an awesome movie. Yeah. Face off sucks. Uh, I don't, I, yeah, I'll watch Mission Impossible 3 at some point in time and see how that holds up. But, um, you know, we all, I told Jack, I explained to Jackie the doves thing with uh, John Woo, you know, he always got, doves yeah, flying in, in slow motion. He's always got doves. Yeah, always got doves. So there was that. Uh, the other thing that's like a little bit uh, more quality that we watched, we just finished, uh, The Wire. Uh, it's, I think it's my first, really, my second full watch of the wire uh jackie had never seen it before uh you know and i claim and i i'm holding to it i claim that the wire is the best tv show in the history of tv um i i don't disagree i would i would argue there's eras of tv so i would also hold the twilight zone up as one thing that's just great just because of how influential it was and how great and quality it was for the time but overall, I think as far as like the 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 Sopranos up era of TV, I think that the, the Wire is just the best show ever made. Um, and watching it again, I was like, "Damn, this show is good." It definitely has some faults. Yeah. That last season is is pretty uneven. I don't like that serial killer storyline. I don't think that was very good. Um, 
but uh, and there's some choices they make with some of the characters and stuff I don't really love, but uh, overall, that show, the the acting on that show is so phenomenal. Uh, it's worth watching for that alone. And I, I've been I've been listening. They did like a 20th anniversary podcast on it that Method Man hosts. He's the he really? t- he does the whole intros and does the interviews and stuff, and it's very good. I forget. I think it's the Wire at 20. It's on uh, Spotify. I've been listening to that and they have so many little bits of trivia in there and like who they used for what and like what famous real uh, Baltimoreans are in the show and this stuff. And uh, it turns out like a lot of those actors were number one Shakespearean trained actors, like stage actors playing these roles of these drug dealers and stuff. And they did their job so well that they find, found a hard time getting hired for future jobs because people assumed they were just people from the streets of Baltimore because they were so good at those roles. Um, you know, I don't know. It's I fell off. I fell off because I didn't want to, I was, I was checking my notes to make sure I didn't have everything left to say. And, and then I went to close out my apps and I, I saw on eBay that somebody has the complete set of, the of all 76 figures of Battle Beasts <laughs> in a custom case. Custom case? Takara Battle Beasts complete set, rubs and weapons, 76 figures plus custom case. You'd be a fool not to bid on that. So. I bid on it, but I bid only half of what they're asking for. Well, you know. My I'm, not even, I'm not even going to tell you. No, seventy six right. figures. Damn. Yeah. They got run amok duck. They run got it all. Duck. Anyway. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I look, I didn't know Jimmy McNulty was a British actor. That's I didn't know yeah. Stringer Bell was a British actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh there's a there's a comedian, uh, Roy Wood Jr. does a whole bit about learning that uh Edris Elba is British. He's like that's Stringer yeah. Bell, man. He's like it's like learning that your dad is British or something. Like he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, him and uh, Carquette, the the guy that plays Carquette, who also plays Littlefinger, he's Irish or something, I think. Um, yeah, they 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 had a hard yeah. time getting people that would be willing to f- film on location in Baltimore for that long a period of time. So they had to they had to expand their search, and they got several British actors to work on the show. Um, there's, there's more than that too. Um, I, and I say Omar little, I think is the greatest character in the history of TV. Uh, just incredible, incredible performance. Uh, you're saying this, even knowing that you've watched Chevy chase and community. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know me, I'm a huge community fan and Chevy chase fan. So you're I take chase that head. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, che- I'm a known chase head. Now, Michael K. Williams as Omar is that's an awesome performance. Like, that's a performance. He had several good roles in his career, R.I.P. But that is just a that's just a role of a lifetime. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, and, of uh, course. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. And the way yeah. the show shot and just written and the human element to it, and I caught a lot more the second time of its it's a critique of social systems and how they don't work, uh, both on. Yeah both on the the like good side quote unquote and the bad side quote unquote and that they're they're all flawed and they don't work and people as a society just kind of fuck things up um 
and there's a grimness to that but it's also has enough hope to be not totally depressing the whole time um and you have a character like like bubbles which is it's just incredible to watch his like progression through the show that guy the actor there uh andre royo i think is his name so fantastic in that role there's so many good roles snoop uh, the the actress that played Snoop is from from Baltimore, and that's yep. why you can barely understand what she's saying because she's talking straight up Baltimore slang through the whole show, and she, her performance is amazing. Um, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. So, what's that? What's I just that? got a counter offer. I just got a counter offer, y'all. I'm getting these fucking battle you can buy I don't it. care just who you buy are. It. Just buy it. it. Whatever the price is, I can tell you, it's 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 worth it. No, it's not worth it's it. Worth I'll it. tell you right now, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> you get the custom it case, though. It's not worth it. You get the custom case. <laughs> I cannot believe this. We'll see. I made a counter-counter offer. Oh, okay. Well, I, that's my hype still out. Slide the paper across. Yeah. Am I am I getting all 76 <laughs> characters from the Battle Beast universe? Well, you got to send me your doubles if you do that. Send me your doubles. Come on now. Don't be stingy. Don't be stingy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Send me, we'll the, see. We'll send me see. the shark at least. Yeah, well, maybe. I got shark. the bulldog. I got the ram. I got the frog. I got the giraffe. The frog. I got the rhino. Right. Yeah. I got the walrus. I got the elephant. What I missed, though, I thought as a kid is the snake. I don't have the snake. Oh, yeah. I remember the snake. They I, gave it. They I gave it the snake, snake arms. They yeah. gave a snake yeah, arms. Yeah, he's a green ass lime green snake, right? With yeah, the arms. Yeah, I have yeah. that. I have that yeah. one too. They came in a pack of three, so I know I have three of them. I have the snake. I have the the uh, the, the piranha, and I can't remember the other one. But yeah, you, get, you watch that video. Yeah. That 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 ex that retrospective on that toy line is pretty good you should watch it when you have some time watch it before your I next mean, big we've meet. Been, yeah we, we've almost recorded for two hours it's, so i i gotta you know i gotta go to work first yeah yeah i hear you well i'm not saying doing it right no. now maybe watch it before your next world championships watch that but story of the battle beast no it'll i, get, I it'll can't get you wait I, up. it'll yeah it'll get you motivated well, I love right. you. I guess you'll get this published hopefully before you come up, and we'll do an in person. Yeah, I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna time. bring the recorder. We'll do one in person. So you get your. I need to hit. Up, I'll hit up shoulder surgery dance and Bill. Let them know y'all yeah, coming up. I for forgot sure. to let them know. I would. I would. I would like to see them. So. You know, Kyle's I'm not gonna busy. let Kyle know. Kyle's too busy. Yeah, he's, 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 he's CEO out. now or whatever. So he's. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, well that's uh that gets it. that's it for us. You can catch us on our shitty website, iltos.com. Uh you can email us, I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Uh never get any emails on there, but uh you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh you can I'm find a, us. I, yeah, go ahead. Here's a here's a here's a Kyle Easter egg at the very end for anybody that stayed. When he and I first met each other, we you know, we started we became training partners. Yeah. So we lifted weights together for two hours a day, four days a week. Yeah. And I would inevitably have to interrupt our training session to answer a phone call. Yeah. And this was so foreign to him. Yeah. And like the second time he did it, he goes, he just goes, he goes, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. 
<laughs> and that's the first, that's the only time. I, like he, as far as I'm concerned, he invented that joke. Yeah. And I still plagiarize the shit out of that joke. Yeah, remember what I'm joke. talking about, middle summer, somebody is like, oh, buy, sell, buy, sell, yeah. buy, sell, Hollywood. <laughs> that's a good joke. For sure. That's a good one. So that's what yeah. he's going to be doing. Yeah, for sure. Now he's a businessman. Um, all right. So you can check us out on Spotify or I think on Apple and uh, other places probably where podcasts are. And uh, thanks for listening. We out. See you next time. Have a good night.